We use money daily and we fail to understand the basics of the asset. To refuse to inform yourself is to subscribe to financial tyranny perpetrated not by banks, corporations, government, or technology, but by those of us who use it yet fail to understand it. It is then that we agree to the terms and unknowingly turn our assets into liabilities, allowing our possessions to possess us. But it is time to change. Welcome to Money Geeks. Hello, this is Nev with One Deal Away, and I am beyond excited to be here and that you are here as well. But I wanted to go into the basics, you know. A lot of times when I start talking about some investment strategies and making money and, and growing businesses and entrepreneurship and all of that stuff, uh, people get stuck with very much the basics. And so I figured why not do some videos that we're going to go and cover some of the basics, like how does student loan work and like what is debt and how can you do it differently? And you know, like, should we be saving money? Cause nobody's really talking about saving money. So I figured, uh, that's an important thing. So let's really talk about it. How do you budget? How do you manage things? How do you manage daily lives? Uh, you know, like just all kinds of different things that I think are very basic, but we don't really always know where to go. And a lot of times when we go and try to ask our parents, grandparents, cousins, uncles, uh, they don't know much more than we do. Uh, and if we go to faculty members, like if you are in, in high school, maybe you go to a teacher or maybe if you are in college, you go to a professor. Um, sadly, most of them don't know some of these things either. And so they will spout out the same stuff that financial advisors and financial gurus and like uh, all these different people will put out there that is just common thinking but it's not always uh, completely accurate or complete part of the truth. There is some truth to it. So I'm not saying that my words are the only truth because that would be horribly conceited and I am everything but that. But I do believe that there is a different way to think about it. Um, a lot of the things that I have attempted to do uh, when it came to traditional realms of anything, from living to cooking to medicine to investing, uh, to education even have proven me wrong. None of the traditional stuff has worked for me. The traditional Western medicine has failed me more times than I care to admit. And it was really the alternative, the natural medicine that has worked for me. The traditional way to go and invest money, which is basically go and put money for like a lifetime. And then maybe when you're 85, you can afford to retire on like a 10th of what you are used to that has failed me and I don't really enjoy that. I don't want to do that stuff. Go work for 40, 50, 60 years and then maybe you can retire and just go and grind something that you don't really like. Didn't fit for me. Go and spend 60, 70, 80 hours a week working for somebody else, making them rich while I go back home and try to basically sum it. That's not working for me either. So I have found out the vast majority of all of these traditional thinking, traditional education, traditional way to do stuff just doesn't work for me. And maybe you're one of those people that for you, it's not working either. So let's start thinking then differently talking about what are some of the things that I have discovered when it comes to money, business, finance, investing, that kind of stuff uh, that really has worked for me. Now, my way is not the only way. So you have a complete 
uh, advantage of just listening, trying things out and seeing what works for you. I also want to make sure that I cover the fact that I am not a financial advisor. I am not a CPA or an accountant. I am not an attorney. As such, I cannot tell you what to do. I can tell you what I do, what I have done, what has worked for me. And so really just take this for partially entertainment, hopefully, and partially education. So maybe some edutainment around money and business, investing and finance. Cool. All right. So in today's episode, I actually want to talk about one important thing, and it's a four letter word called debt. All right. So let's talk about debts. You know, people try to do this whole thing of like, oh, it's good. You should have that. Oh, it's bad. You shouldn't have that. And, uh, you know, both sides are right. So I don't always think um, in the sort of good, bad thing. Uh, Certain things are good when you look at it from one perspective and really bad from another perspective. Certain things are really bad from one angle and extremely good from a different angle. So I want to cover different angles, how you can think about that and what it actually means. The way I sort of uh, think through that is I kind of think of like a two-way street, right? There is what I call the destructive and there is a basically constructive. Ah, it's much longer than I thought it was going to be. Okay, so destructive debt is basically the debt that you use that is destroying your finances. It's destroying your financial picture. And it's not necessarily what you use, it's what you use it for. So a lot of times you will hear, for example, that, you know, things like credit cards, right? La, la, la. Um, we're going to call it CC, that that is part of the destructive. Well, credit card could also be part of constructive. It's what you use this credit card to buy. That is what the question is, really, if you think about it. And that is Hannah, how I think about the destructive and constructive debt of, I look at a couple of different things. If I'm going to get into debt, then I want to understand of what is that debt going to do for me? Is it going to help me financially or is it going to really actually bring me down and make me work even harder? So that's kind of how I think about it. If it's going to make me work harder and not get ahead, then it's a destructive debt because it's not getting, helping me get ahead. If it's going to help me get ahead, if it's going to start making more money because I'm starting to leverage some of the things, then I call it constructive debt. So here's kind of how I think about the destructive debt. Anything that you purchase that goes down in value, so let's put it this, so down in value is destructive debt. So pair of jeans, shoes, cars, house. Yes, I am calling a house a destructive debt because it's not bringing me any more money. It's making me actually work harder. Now, if I buy the same house and I figure out the way how to rent it and figure out how to make that cows how uh, cash positive, then it would make it an asset. And in that regard, it would make it constructive. Same thing with the car. I can actually make a car uh, destructive or constructive. If I just have a car for the sake of having a car so that I can get from point A from point to point B, which yes, we need to, especially in the United States, because public transportation is not as awesome as some other places in the world. 
but it's still destructive because I have to pay all of this money for the vehicle. Now I could make it constructive if, for example, I was to figure out a way to maybe lease it to an Uber or Lyft driver who is maybe going to take me to work and then they're going to drive that car around for the day and then they're going to come back and pick me up, drive me back home. And during the daytime, they're actually using it to make money and I lease it to them on maybe hourly basis, uh, monthly basis, daily basis, whatever. That's sort of a way how to take anything from destructive into constructive. So constructive debt is going to be debt that is going to bring cash to me, right? This is me. Yay. This is me happy or it's going to purchase assets. Okay. Assets. I was going to put the short word, but that would spell ASS and I don't think that that's cool. All right. So I want to get appreciating assets plus cash flow. So it's not just about appreciating assets, right? Stocks are appreciating a value over time, potentially, hopefully, but I want something that has poised to go up over time to appreciate over time and also pay me money right now because, and we're going to talk a little bit more about different way that I think about investing. But if we just focus on the appreciation of the asset, that means I have to wait five, 10, 20, 40, 60, hundred years or whatever for that thing to move on up. And then I have to sell it in order to benefit. For some stuff, that's really cool. For other things, not so much. Like I have to live today. I have to pay bills today. I have to eat today. I can't wait 20 years to do that. So that's kind of how I think about some of these things. I hope this was really helpful to you and I hope you will join me for the next episode where we're going to go even deeper into this whole debt and investing thing. Thanks for watching. Until next time, stay forever money blessed and do remember you are only one deal away.